This is Remember the Prisoner, the Freedom Initiative Podcast. Come with us to discover how alive and interactive God is. Tie yourself to eternal purpose. Bring King Jesus' kingdom to earth and equip yourself with the two most powerful weapons given to man, his word and prayer. And now here is your host. Hello and welcome back. We are here for the year. I am Riley Sheets. This is Remember the Prisoner, here with the help of the Freedom Initiative. We want to help you be a disciple maker right where you are with those who we cannot personally reach. And there's an incredible opportunity for God's kingdom to be realized around all of us. And we want to help you bring God's kingdom where you are and be connected to you, our brothers and sisters in Christ and as a vital part of Christ's body. And speaking of that, I've seen some reports of you guys leading discovery Bible studies with your fellow prison mates. Uh, We call that a DBS here. And for those of you who have not heard of a discovery Bible study, it's essentially a way for you and your friends to get together. Everyone's on an even playing field. Everyone can discover God and hear by his spirit what he's saying through his word. And so you just get together, read some scripture, ask some questions, figure out how you can uh, adapt your lives, change your lives uh, according to the word of God, and then have some buddies that you can be accountable with. So it's a very, very beautiful thing. But yeah, I've seen you guys that you're going through the DBS, the Discovery Bible Study And I get to see what you're doing there and pray for you guys while you're doing that. And I want to encourage you guys in some of the I will statements in the DBS. The more concrete and measurable those I will statements get, the more momentum that you can create in your spiritual walk, the more that you'll feel encouraged, the more your friends can help you grow and you can help your friends grow. And so what do I mean by more concrete and measurable? Well, I see here that one of the groups is in John 3, and I see one of the statements is, I will keep in the word more. And this is, I mean, that's a great thing to do. And uh, and yes, and amen. But we can tease that out a little bit to make more of a concrete goal. For example, I will keep in the word after lunch every day this week, or I will keep in the word Like, I have and I will add the daily chapter of the proverb Monday through Friday. And by that, I mean today, um, if it's the sixth, then we go through proverb six. So teasing out the I will statements a bit to be a little more specific will help you know for sure whether or not you're being obedient to what you feel God's placing on your heart. Um, One more example I see in this Uh, from the DBS is that I will surround myself with positive people. And you can make this more measurable by thinking of your buddy, Joe, who's a positive person and say, I'll make sure to be around Joe more because he's positive. And I'll start positive conversations like with Joe's family, because he's got that, that good relative there or that special event that I went to recently. And it it made me so happy to be at da, 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 da. And then at the end of the week, you'll be able to measure the amount of success you had or not. And then your buddies can help you troubleshoot. And so that's what I mean by uh, being more concrete and our obedience therein becomes a praise and a a sacrifice offering to the Lord 
and he will meet us in that place when we offer our life to him in that way. We'll, I'm, I'm super encouraged to know that you guys are going through the word together, and I hope that this helps you in your walk with him and your walk in making disciples of King Jesus. And about making disciples, I've got my good friend Kevin here. He's a missionary to the Holy Land. We here know it as Israel, where Jesus walked the earth. And Kevin, what I like most about Kevin is that he has a Bible story for everyone. And uh, Kevin, I was talking earlier about the DBS to the guys, just talk to him. And part of that DBS is sharing the story that you go through in the Bible. And the thing you do, Kevin, you have an amazing ability to share the Bible story. Like, like you talk to this person, oh, I just saw this car accident and I uh, got to help him out. And you're like, well, <laughs> that reminds me of a story of the good neighbor. Can I tell it to you? And then all of a sudden you're witnessing the the story from the Bible with someone getting uh, God's word in their ears and seeds planted in their heart. So, Kevin, welcome. Thanks so much, Riley. It's great to be with you and uh, everybody on the inside. It's uh, great to connect with you this way. Um, I've loved hearing your prayer requests and praying, and praying with you all on the Facebook page. Um, so keep them coming. Love praying for you. I want to share one story that happened this week. Um, there's a family I got to know that lives in the same neighborhood as me. They, they opened up a cafe a few months ago. And um, once I got to know their kids, uh, just from walking by a lot, they started inviting me in. And over time, um, we just became friends and had casual conversations. And then they started to ask me more about who I am and what I do. And uh, before I, I traveled away during the holiday time, they, they gave me some gifts to give to their friends and family in Chicago. And I was able to do that, uh, make the connection in that. When I came back in January, that meant so much to them that I found their family and really increased their curiosity about and openness to me this new year. So as I try to see them a few times a week, at least two or three times, um, just on Tuesday, we were talking about the Muslim holiday that was coming up. That's actually today as we're recording. And um, we started talking about the who God is and um, what God expects of us. And uh, they wanted to make sure I wasn't an atheist. And so they're asking me about my religion. And I they're asking me what I believe about Jesus and how Mary fits into all of this. So I do my best to answer their questions honestly and um, steer the conversation. Eventually, we start talking about how God is the creator of everything. And I say that um, I know a beautiful story that tells us how God created the world. And then one of them asked me if I would tell that story. So I did, as best as I could, repeat Genesis 1 and even some of Genesis 2. And um, at, there were guys coming in and out of the restaurant this whole time. But when I was telling the story, um, there was most eight people sitting together listening um, talking about the six days of creation. And then, then they finished the story for me and we talked about Adam and Eve. And, um, you know, once I finished, the guy who owns the restaurant looked at me and said, Kevin, everything you just said is true. Um, and I've never heard, um, someone from his background say that about a Bible story before. And so I was so encouraged by that. Um, then before I left, he said, he insisted on me coming to visit his family over lunch on Saturday. So this is my first time 
being invited into his home and getting to know his family, the broader family, not just the sons and uncles who work at the restaurant. So I'm so grateful for the way God's been moving and answering many of your prayers for this family uh, and ask you to continue praying for them and for more discovery conversations and eventually for this family to start a DBS. We got a cause for a pause there for that celebration. Let's make some noise for God. Yoo-hoo! Thank you, God, make some for noise. making that happen. Yeah, make some noise. <laughs> Kevin, I knew you had a story about telling stories. You got it. You knew it. Read my mind. <laughs> right. That's so incredible. So it's a Muslim background, believe, uh, Muslim, Muslim background family. Is that right? Or should we not talk about that? Yeah, uh, that's true. Yep. I think it's okay. Okay. Um, so it's a Muslim background family, yeah. and you were able to share a Bible story with them, and they were confessing, they were telling you about how they believe that it's true, and now you're being invited into their house, into their home, uh, to just be a light in their house. That's That's what it seems like. So far, I think they're curious about me. And um, I told them I could tell them a story about another prophet. Um, so we'll see if they take me up on that. Um, Ooh, is that prophet going to be Jesus? Not yet, Riley. You know better than that. Just <laughs> inspiration to Christ. <laughs> I was thinking Elijah. I've yep, been reading Elijah yep. this week. But, but we'll see. Oh, awesome. We'll see. Awesome. So we can be praying that those spiritual conversations continue. We can be praying... Um, how else can we be praying yeah, into that? We can pray that God would speak to them through God's word, uh, that God would continue drawing them and, and teaching them. Um, um, pray that the Lord would give me the right story or topic to share next and the best ways to answer their questions and, and build a relationship with this whole group um, to know who the, the real spiritual leader is and, um, that anybody who's hostile would um, not be able to stop this process. You know, uh, we can tend to fantasize what day-to-day ministry would look like and uh, spiritualize it in a way that actually disconnects us from the process. But I love how you're being yourself around people, sharing God's word, asking questions, and and making a real difference just through casual relationship with people. I think that's really incredible. It's something I'm learning from uh, or learning about. And so it's amazing to have people like you doing such an amazing job that can feed people like me wanting to be a better witness. Oh, Riley, you flatter me. You flatter me. I'm doing my best. (laughs) No, you're an inspiring guy. (laughs) Very generous of you. Um, It's great to be with you all. And we'd love to keep praying for you all too. Keep the prayer requests coming. God, we thank you for Kevin. We thank you for his work, his ministry. We thank you that you've placed him in Israel uh, so that some may come to know your son, Jesus, as king. We ask that you would bless him in his work, bless him in his job. Would you increase his uh, work to include teaching other people about spirituality? Um, We thank you for the shop owners. We thank you for how you've created situations for him to 
treat them like normal people and not projects, that you gave them opportunities to love their kids. We, we are asking you, Father, that you would give him more opportunities for spiritual conversation with these people. We ask that you would speak and draw them, speak to them and draw them through the scriptures. We ask that you would give Kevin the right stories to tell. Give Kevin the right topics to bring up. And would you guide Kevin in answering the questions that this this family will have? Uh, We want you to be the rightful leader of this family, God, because you love them and you're seeking after them, God. So I ask that you would bless them with your presence and your Holy Spirit as they open themselves up to you, God. And I ask that this family would be marked for salvation in Jesus' name. Father God, we thank you and praise you for the work you're doing through the Freedom Initiative. We pray that it leads to much freedom, physical and spiritual, for for many people. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I lift up everyone listening who has a heart for your kingdom and for ministering to you and for you. Um, pray that you would show natural ways to build relationships, even with people who are difficult or different. Um, and I pray that you would tend to all of their family concerns. Yes, God. Uh, concerns that I know they'd love to tend to if they were able to themselves. But we entrust those burdens to you. We cast yes. them onto you, Lord. Um, and ask that you prepare the way for everyone on the inside to return home, um, to a home with a family marked by love. Mm-hmm. Um, pray that you would make them disciples who make disciples, um, who love their neighbors and families and you with all of their heart, soul, mind, and strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Kevin, thanks so much for coming on. We're going to stay in touch. We uh, we look forward to hearing answered prayers and filling in the guys about what God's doing. I'll, I'll keep you posted. I can't do this without you guys. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. All right. Let's get into our prayer session here. I've got an incredible crew of people here from the, the prison system in Alaska to the formerly incarcerated in Brazil. That's Kelly. Hey, if you could keep it English and not Portuguese here, Kelly. <laughs> no problem. My, por- <laughs> my Portuguese is not good enough to keep up. But we're coming here today. We want to lift up your prayer requests before the one who's got all of the authority on heaven and all the authority here on earth. And first, we're going to go around and introduce ourselves. We'll answer one of these questions, guys. Tell us how or why you can relate to prison ministry, or what is something you're looking forward to in the next month. As for me, my name is Riley, and I can relate to the prison ministry because I saw it in the Word. (laughs) My family was going through a season where we said, we don't have a widow that we know around us. And God, could you bring one? And he did. Uh, An orphan God, we don't know that. We know it's important to your heart. And he brought one for us. And I said, God, I don't have a way into a prison ministry or uh, like getting into a prison. Uh, It's just just by myself. So I didn't know the ins and outs. And this opportunity came up. And so very grateful to the Lord that when we desire his to, to, to walk out his word that he's right there to meet us and give us opportunities. So that's how I got involved with, with a prison ministry. So uh, Kelly, I'll let you go next. My situation was uh, 
I was incarcerated in Brazil. Uh, I was uh, not by the Brazilian authorities, by the United States authorities. I, I was uh, ex- being extradited to the United States. I spent 15 months in a Brazilian prison. Um, when my kids came home from Brazil, they told me that I was one of the 10 worst prisons in the world. Um, how did I cope with that? It was, uh, it was God. It was, uh, Lord Jesus Christ, uh, got me through the spiritual, um, temperature in, in the prison system was, was excellent. Um, it, I had to choose, you know, I had to choose to either be bitter or to get close to God. And I got close to God. So, um, it helped me a lot, helped me a lot today. Um, so I did, uh, get extradited back to the, the States after 15 months, went through seven airports. Um, when I got back here, um, I was uh, put in jail and, um, I, I got a three-year sentence. It was bank fraud is what it was, just so, so people know. Um, I did serve some time and then uh, was in the halfway house for about five, six months. And I'm just still on pro. I'm out of probo- probation, but I still have fines. So that's my prison experience, and maybe I can help some others. Yeah, and you got quite a story. We should dive into it one of these weeks. And you know who else has an incredible story is Megan. She caught me on the phone for 45 minutes. I, I was just, no way. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Megan, uh, tell us a little bit about how you can relate. Thank you, Riley. I appreciate your testimony, Kelly. Um, Man, we would have to sit down and have a whole, whole kit and caboodle of lunch to tell my whole testimony. But I relate in so many different levels. Um. So back in 2018, I became a correctional officer here in Alaska. And before that, it was because I had met someone previously that ended up um, murdering someone. And at the time I was in my young 20s and I thought, man, how do I forgive myself for even knowing someone of this caliber? And so that brought me to church. And at that point, I realized Jesus forgives. Um, How do I do that? How do I forgive myself? How do I forgive him? And so what ultimately ended up happening was I um, did prison ministry behind bars. And that's where I learned the grace of Jesus Christ and how people have stories, hurt people, end up hurting people, and how they really just need love, grace, and humanity, um, and to forgive themselves and others as well. And so ultimately what ended up happening is I became this uh, CEO. And again, that was part of my healing process and learning what it was like to forgive others and be able to understand the basis of what respect looks like. It was really beautiful what God taught me there. Um, And then uh, I ended up resigning, uh, went into case management for justice, um, for uh, specific to people who were previously incarcerated in the homeless population here in Alaska. And four years later, um, a, a prayer hit heavy on my heart about breaking the prison walls down and setting the captives free and making the, the prison walls shake and all this stuff. And he said, send it to Cody Iverson. And I was like, well, uh, no, thank you. Um, that was a gentleman I had met just doing my rounds. I asked him one question. I asked him what he was reading in the Bible. Um, and he said, John, John 10. I said, you should read John 15. It's one of my favorites. That's all we ever talked about. Other than that, other, other than that it was the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It was four years later um, and God opened the door to to communicating with him in that regard. And now we're married. Um, He's the the absolute coolest guy. Um, (laughs) I adore him and he's a God-fearing man. And God really, 
he, I, I say he's my walking miracle um, because he's, it's a testament of what God can do to change someone's heart, someone's heart and um, put him on the right path. He was really walking the crooked path. And, um, you know, what God really showed me in this is he took the keys to his car and hung it up and took on the keys to the kingdom. And I took the keys to the prison walls and I hung it up and I took on the keys to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And because we were this Christian couple walking in this authority and this love that Jesus was showing us, we received persecution, just like it says out of the Bible. And unfortunately he was incarcerated for um, going outside of his exclusion zone on his ankle monitor. And unfortunately uh, he doesn't have an exclusion zone on his ankle monitor. Um, So they actually flew him down to uh, maximum federal prison after shredding his writ of habeas corpuses here and a revival broke out. Uh, through God really works through my husband on the maximum yard. There were bets on uh, who's going to shank him, all this stuff. And he just relied on the full armor of God instead of strapping up with the Bibles. Beautiful testimony there. Again, that's a whole nother story. Um, but ultimately what ended up happening is he's, he's still incarcerated. He came back to Alaska and he's still there and we're still receiving quite a bit of persecution. We're hoping he'll come home. So when they ended up, taking him in i was driving to turn him in and they threw me in the hole as well so my testimony is not only um being on the opposite side of the doors i've been in the doors and i know what it's like to be a mother with children on the outside of the doors and a spouse and what it's like to need to cover them in prayer um and setting aside the bitterness and the anger and the and towards the corruption and ev- the uh the system um, and knowing what it's like to lean fully into the Lord and what he can do and the miracles he can provide and how you can grow deeper in relationship, even separated. Um, and he really has just elevated us in our walk. And it's absolutely beautiful. Jesus is amazing. He awes me every day. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. You, this, you, I'm saying you, you guys are a wealth of spiritual power and it's so amazing to have this crew here. Uh, Lewis, tell us about uh, your experience. All right. Well, first of all, my name's Louis Covertier. Honored to be here with you guys, Kelly and Megan. Love your stories and you too, Riley. A uh, lot of inspiration here and uh, really appreciate all the work that you guys are putting forth on this. Uh, I'm from Florida. I once myself fell into the prison system for about over 10 years in which I found out that God basically put this time set apart for me and I came to find him in prison um, that time apart was I was finally able to hear him and what he wanted for my life like I tried so much to fill my desires with my own knowledge that you know try to fill my voids with addictions and what have you and Finally, getting that time set apart with God, I was able to find him in prison and uh, just was very revealing to me in there that my history is his story. And I'm just Mm -hmm. here as a vessel wanting to be used by him and anything I could do to further the kingdom. Yeah, I, I got to meet Lewis and hear his testimony. I had goosebumps as he was sharing it. And uh, and so I've got to talk to my bosses here. Maybe we can do a separate episode a week and throw it out there. Just everybody's testimony about God's goodness and meeting them. And, um, and, and finally, we have Corey here. 
uh, I live out in the country in the middle of nowhere and <laughs> I meet Corey at this men's group and uh, it turns out we live one mile away from each other. So it's pretty wild to know him and know that I got a strong brother so close. Corey, take it away, buddy. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you for, uh, for having me on this podcast. Uh, I, I live in the state of Iowa. I've been incarcerated here on multiple occasions and uh, been to, done some prison time on multiple occasions. Um, I did, I did seek out the Lord um, while incarcerated, but I really didn't get hit with the spirit until I was completely broken and at, at my lowest point, you know? Um, so that's kind of how I can relate to uh, prison ministry, you know? And I, I just want to serve the Lord and whatever the Lord is calling me to do, um, I, I've learned to be obedient to that. I can totally relate to the reality of being in a prison, not inside the four walls, but it's when I was at my most broken that, that he found me. And, and so it's just incredible to have that camaraderie here with you guys. And, and uh, thank you all for being here. And so as I was pouring through these prayer requests, we'll jump into those. Uh, It was over and over and over family, family, family. And I, I just can't help, but, believe that it's God on everyone's heart for this yearning and this desire. And so we want to join you guys in prison. We want to join that heart cry for our families. And so I'm going to open this up. Uh, I'll pray. And then it would be awesome to have all you guys jump in too, uh, if you're feeling like praying for the families. But it was like, God, we need reestablish connections with our family. We want you to be directing us and our family members and comforting our wives and children. And we heard from... uh, Saldivar, James, J.A., Lawrence, Eugene, Joseph, Mario, McFadden, Rice, Big, Stevie. It just goes on. And so uh, there's so many people affected by the prison system. And and so we want to get in here and pray for the prisoners. They were saying pray for patience and peace for our families and friends, forgiveness. And so uh, I'll kick us off here and then we'll do what we call popcorn prayer. You guys just pop into prayer whenever uh, there's space. So, Lord, we ask that you cover these families with your grace and your mercy and your peace. Father, we need encounters with the Prince of Peace. We need you to encounter these prisoners. We need you to encounter the guards. We need you to encounter the correctional officers, the the families on the outside, God. We need you to... Be the movement um, like you were for all of us. Be the thing that that sets our our feet on a solid foundation. And 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 I had a, a son that was born this week, and and I can't imagine being away from them. But also, I can't imagine having my wife need to take care of the four kids. And so, Lord, I'm I'm asking you to pour out your grace on the families as well. Uh, Father, I ask that you would raise up these men and women inside of the incarcerated, uh, inside of the prison and the jails to be the hands and feet of Jesus, not only inside the prison, but Lord, let them be inspired to connect with their families on the outside at how they can seek you and find you, God, because you say you are a God who rewards those who seek them. So, Lord, I speak that over the prisons as they're seeking you to encounter their families and, and, and those in 
in the prison. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God, for the hearts of these men wanting to reach out through you, Father God, and reach to their families. God, I know how hard it is to be in there and wanting to be given this love out to the family when all we experience and see around us is darkness, Father God, but we know that you're in the midst. Father God, we're all coming in agreement with these prayers that their families and them can have uh, just unite with you, Father God, being in the midst, and so that that love grows stronger, not only between them, but also the love that comes from you, Father God, growing in our hearts, and you put in those desires in our hearts, Father God, so that way the right voids are filled with the right desires, Father God, and we thank you that you want to be in our lives. You want to give us this compassion, and you want to just break us free from all these impurities, and we thank you that it starts here, Father God, with prayer and you in the midst of wanting to reach out to our families. In Jesus' name I pray. Lord, I just thank you for the time that you're taking in these families to do a refining and to purify them. Lord, you're a God of reconciliation. While we understand that they'll be reconciled one day, we thank you for reconciling themselves to you and calling them home to you. Lord, we know that you're doing a mighty work in them and that there will no longer be sandbars, but there will be a solid foundation of your rock and your word implanted into their heart and knowing where they're going to go. Any burdens that mothers and single fathers are having to deal with in this moment, we just want them to be lifted off of their shoulders right now in the mighty name of Jesus, that the yoke that you give them is light and that that burden will no longer keep them chained that any financial struggles, any stress, any bitterness, any bondage that's holding them holding them captive, we break it off of them now in Jesus' mighty name. Those invisible shackles that keep them bound to the phone calls, to secure us, to, to knowing and that their loved ones are safe. Just we break those now and let them know that Jesus is completely Jehovah Jireh and allowing them to, to be completely comforted by him at all times. We know that you're not a God that leaves us alone. And while we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you are with us at all times. And so we thank you. We thank you for the work that you're doing in these these individuals that are incarcerated. And we give them, we just ask you to bless them, Lord, with words of, of knowledge to know what to say to their family and to their loved ones so that when they have questions and when they arise, they can speak truth into them and life into them, life and death and the power of the tongue. And that whenever... Um, strife comes that they'll be able to resist knowing that you you're doing a mighty work in their families to bring them forth so that when they're reunited they'll have a solid foundation in you jesus we thank you for what you're doing father god i just pray that uh you feel each one of these individuals that are seeking you lord with with your peace and your love and just let them feel your presence as they seek you father and just guide them closer to you. In Jesus' name. God and Heavenly Father, we just thank you that we can be a part of this uh, group here. We just pray for these inmates. We uh, we pray for their families. We pray that they have uh, your direction, Father God, that uh, they, know, they know what to do as they get out and they get uh, involved in, in, back in, in the world that they will know who's toxic and who's not, and they will be guided by you, by your spirit. They will find a good family, a godly family that can help them, mm -hmm. uh, maybe a program 
We also pray that uh, their families will be accepting and um, and that they demonstrate to the families that their 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 salvation is real and their and their love for God is real. And Lord, just help and direct all the families and the inmates too. In your precious name, we pray. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Uh, aside from the families, we had a lot of great commission related prayers. Great commission prayers are one of my favorite kind of requests to get because when the Lord grabbed me, it was like his goodness and, and his character and his mercy. It was so awesome. I really wanted to give it away to people. And, and so when I see you guys write in and give requests like, Hey, I want to be better at sharing this. It's an amazing heart that the Lord has given you. And so we want to pray into that because we know that it's God's will as well. And so uh, we can pray in faith there. So I'm going to turn it over to Kelly and the, the rest of the crew to read and pray some of these great commission prayers. Okay. I'm uh, asked to pray for Jesse out of uh, Clements Amarillo. He's asking for a strong desire for, for the Lord, stronger desire for the Lord, uh, stronger for him than any fleshly desires. Uh, when I was reading that before I pray, uh, you know, it's, I've experienced this. So, uh, I just, you need to do the will of God. You need, and this is uh, advice for everybody. Um, you need to love God. You need to worship God. And then you need to love people. And when you start doing that, you're going to find that these fleshly desires diminish. You're going to find that, uh, that, uh, you will become more spiritual because you will experience joy. And it's very important. You have to remember that, that you may be the only one that can show people what Jesus looks like. And you need to do that. And by doing that, you're going to find yourself, it, it's almost toxic. You, you almost get a, a rush from, from doing God's will and you will. So with that, <laughs> let me pray. <clears throat> Oh, Lord, I just pray for Jesse out of uh, Clemens Amarillo. I, I, I just pray that that he uh, he does have a stronger spiritual desire. He gets in the word and he and he prays and he, and he asks God, that God, help, help, help me to to be more like the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and I just pray that that uh, this will diminish his fleshly desires and he will seek God and seek, seek to live for, for the one who, who made it all, all possible, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I just uh, pray for every inmate out there that will struggle with that. Don't be afraid. Uh, let the Holy spirit guide you. Let let him Lord, just help these guys sense the Holy spirit that they may sense him and what to do who to speak to, how to act, what they need to do. I just thank you for this. And I just pray for him and other inmates too. In your precious name, I pray. Amen. Yeah, Father, I lift up Jesse as well. We know that when we're strong in you, despite how our flesh can be weak, that when we're tapped into the spirit, that we are strong. And Lord, I ask that you would pour out your spirit on Jesse. I ask that he would get in a situation and position where you could 
smash him with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Have his quiet time be available and vibrant and scheduled that, Lord, I'm going to meet you at this time. And Lord, meet him at that time. I ask that you would draw him into that love that you have, Lord. And may he find the patience to just sit and behold you and be changed by you in Jesus' name. Yeah, absolutely. So I was blessed with being able to uh, pray for Lawrence. He's uh, requesting prayer for his children and grandchildren to draw closer to the Lord Jesus, um, asking that um, Lawrence could be used as a living example and as the hands and feet of Jesus uh, to help draw him into even closer relationship with him. Um, and, you know, as I prayed before I came on, I kept getting a, a vision of a coal from the throne room. And this coal from the throne room was being brought to Lawrence's lips. And so what that's telling me um, in, in prayer and what the Lord was really was speaking to is that he's going to be used as a, as a mighty minister, disciple to as an example to his family. And so what that means is that I'm going to pray for here is that, Lord, I just ask that that coal, when it touches Lawrence's lips today, when you have a mighty encounter with him, that and any words that come from his lips will be uh, words of fire, the Holy Spirit fire, and that it will fall upon ears that will be able to hear clearly and know that to taste and taste and see that the Lord is good, that, that while you're incarcerated, he's doing a refining fire within your heart, within your heart's posture, and to drive you deeper and deeper into closer relationship with you. And not only will this coal be able to, to give life, but it will be able to prophetically speak life into your family so that when they hear the words that come from your lips, it won't be questioned. They will know that it's coming from the Lord and the, the heart's pasture is true and pure because you're saved and you're redeemed and you were made whole through Jesus. And so we just thank you in the work that you're going to do through his children and his grandchildren, because the life that is going to be given to them is through pure obedience from the work that you're doing in Lawrence. And so thank you for using his hands and feet. Every, every step that he takes behind those prison walls, all the, all the walking back and forth and all the, the cries that he calls out to you, we just thank you that you hear him, that his desire is pure and knowing you fully. And so that his his children and his grandchildren will break these generational curses and these cycles that have been repeated and that they will never experience what Lawrence has had yes. to go through behind these prison walls. That those invisible shackles that they've been bound to and the grief that they've had to experience with you gone will be broken now in Jesus' name, that they will be mighty warriors in time, knowing that they have a great example in you, Lawrence, because Jesus has given you that example that you're going to walk into starting today in Jesus' name. Father God, I thank you for Lawrence. I thank you for his heart. For wanting to grow closer to you, Father God, it just means that he's in tune with the relationship that he wants with you. And to be asking for this type of prayer, Father God, just shows that he just wants to grow closer to you, Father God. And in doing so, Father God, may he be a light and a beacon to those around him. That that love that you and him have together, that relationship that you're building and you're molding his desires to want you more, Father God, is just showing the true compassion that you have for us. We thank you that you want to be in our lives like that, Father God, and I pray that that light shines uh, through him and onto others around him. In Jesus' name, I pray. All right, well, uh, I've had the honor to have 
Thaddeus's prayer request uh, before me. Uh, his prayer is that the men in the prison find the love of Christ and understand the love of God. Pray that in the experience of God's love, we can go be better witnesses for him. So, Father God, I put Thaddeus's prayer at your feet. I lift it up on a pedestal, Father God, and I come to you asking you, Father, that that love that you have for the prisoners, that the chaos in there quiets down and they're able to hear your calling, Father God, like you called out to Samuel. You're setting this time apart, Father God, so that way they can hear you and your love can be a beacon to their lives, Father God, that once they experience it, Lord, they can see the compassion that you have for us because you care for us. I thank you, God, that in the experience that they're going to have with your love and you wanting that relationship between you and us here, Father God, we thank you that that experience can only tell your, the glory of your story, Father God, that you want to be in our lives and you want to be close to us. We thank you, God, for your hand in this prison, wanting the hearts of this men and the love that you have for us, Father God, just shows how much we you can work in our lives and your glory is told through our stories. I thank you in Jesus' name, I pray. Yeah, Thaddeus, I'm going to pray for you too. What you've written is close to what's going on in my prayer life. I've just been in John 3.16 and it's like God so loved the world that he sent and... And I've just been asking the Lord to fill me with his love, that love that sends. And Lord, I ask that you would touch Thaddeus with that love that fills us up and allows us to be sent. And Lord, I just ask that you would, as I prayed for Jesse, Lord, would you fill Thaddeus in his quiet time with you? Would you allow him to sit in your presence and be changed by your love? Would you let him dwell in your presence? Would you create opportunities for Thaddeus to continually be checking in and touching your heart and being touched by your love, God? Because when we get touched by it, God, when we get touched by the love that you have, we get sent to the world. And so I ask that you would touch Thaddeus, that he could be a better witness for you in Jesus' name. So I want to add to that, man, when Luis was praying, I just had had the thought of John 15. I know I mentioned that earlier, but that came to mind. And I'm just thinking about the vine. And when we think of the vine, we think of grapes and the, the flourishment and how it's cultivated. And, you know, when Jesus talks about making new wine, really the most exquisite wines are created in the harshest of environments, the coldest of environments. And so really... When we look at what these individuals are going through, Thaddeus, I just thank you immensely for your heart's posture, because not only did you pray, you weren't asking specifically for prayer for yourself. You were asking for others to be able to be a good witness to them, to do God's glory in his kingdom. And so thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in, in Thaddeus's heart. And in these, these harsh environments, what's going to end up ultimately happening is you're going to grow to be this cultured, 
cultivated, beautiful, effervescent mm. flavor. And people are going to see that you can mm. taste and see yeah. that the Lord is good. And so I just ask, Lord, that you do a mighty work throughout those walls and clements and just the wave of the Holy Spirit crashes through those walls. And so the Holy Spirit just fire and fall upon those men to where they know that it is you and you alone that is, that is changing these hearts. And then if anyone has a heart posture that is cold, just remind them they're in the cold, cold environment for a reason and that you make delicious, deliciousness out of it. And so that's what you're doing with these men. We just thank you. We thank you so much for bringing Thaddeus to us today because um, it's clear that, that he wants to do your will, not his. And we just ask you that that not only that, that desire be made, but that you bless him in other desires that he may be too humble mm. enough to ask for. Um, we know that as a great father, as our Auburn father, it's truly your desire to give us our blessings and, and what we really desire. So I know Thaddeus didn't ask for it, but I can I know that he has more desires and you just pour out a blessing that he can't even can't even take in that he'll know that it's nothing but you, Lord, as our great father, because you love him. And you know, any 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 feeling that he feels like he may not be worthy of receiving that blessing, I cancel that lie from the enemy right now in the mighty name of Jesus, because he is a redeemed child of God and he is deserving of the love and grace that the Lord is wanting to pour out on him. And so we just thank you. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Yeah, I extend that prayer to all of the prisoners who <clears throat> are hearing this and relating to this and understanding the promises of God come by faith. And Lord, we speak against all of those lies over the ears of the people who are listening. Uh, lies go in Jesus' name. Faith arise. And, and we just ask that, that you would plant promises from your word in their hearts that they can hold on to in Jesus' name. Yeah, I'm praying for Robin. He needs healing in his leg and from his COPD. So, Father God, we just ask that you that you just uh, heal Robin's leg and just mend whatever needs to be mended back together, Lord. Just fully restore his leg, Father. Let him have complete mobility. Father, we're also asking you to open up his lungs so he may be able to breathe you in. And just fully be able to breathe again, God. We just ask you to fill. We're just asking for you to fill him with your spirit, Lord, and to heal him from head to toe, Father. Yes, in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for bringing Robin to us. Um, we just declare full healing on his whole body from head to toe. And we just thank you for what you're doing in, in, in a good work in him. You know, you took on 30 lashes for us. And when you died on the cross, you said it is finished. Therefore, by his stripes, we are healed. And so, Robin, we declare healing over your leg, every ligament, every tear, everything that needs to be completely conformed back to normalcy. We ask for even more blessing over that normalcy so that you can jump, you can run, you can do everything that God needs you to do to run into his kingdom fully. Um, and for your COPD, man, I just got a vision of Adam and God breathing the breath of life into his nostrils. So, Lord, I just ask you to breathe fully into Robin's nostrils to fully repair his lungs and all of every every ventricle, anything that needs to be repaired. We just thank you for the breath of life and we speak it now to go forth and to have the Holy Spirit 
enter into him, knowing that it is the true healing, again, from head to toe. Today, it is finished because you completed it on the cross for us. We thank you for your blood, Jesus. Amen. Okay, family, friends, we're going to sign off for today. If you've written in and we didn't pray for you on this podcast, just know that we have your requests. We are praying for you and we are working on expanding the amount of people that we hand these out to to pray for. So we are partnering with you guys in prayer. Our mailing address is Remember the Prisoner, P.O. Box 19321, Amarillo, Texas, 79114. We're looking to come back next week with you guys. I want you to know you're not forgotten, but you are remembered. And you're not purposeless, but you have an eternal purpose. And that purpose is found in the word, it's found in prayer, and it's found in action. So, Kelly, I know in Brazil, when you say goodbye, you say valeu, ciao. But here today, guys, just go ahead, we're out of here, so say goodbye however you want. We'll see you guys. Ciao, ciao. Yeah, all right. <laughs> awesome.